My name is Travis Rigsby. I have I met the club when I was a sophomore in college. Actually, yeah, I transferred and actually stayed my sophomore year in Kerr Hall. And uh, I was I studied engineering, but I stayed on the art floor and. Um, I don't know why I did, I just stayed on the art floor, but uh, so I had some interesting people living around me. And not, if you're an art student, sorry, but yeah. <laughs> but I was, living, I was living there, and being an engineer, yeah, it's different for me, but um, I met the club through, there was a Bible study sign-up table at Kerr Hall, and I signed up for a Bible study, and Tom called me, and so I started reading the Bible with Tom. And that's kind of how I met the club. And that was in 2011, so now we're in 2019. It's quite a while. Anyways, but um, tonight we're going to be talking about the Bible. Last time we talked about the Bible. This time we're going to talk about the Bible again. Yay! <laughs> the Bible is worthy of talking about every single time. We're going to mention it, so... Um, but this time, the emphasis is on the Bible and how it changes lives, okay? And it changes, it changed my life. I'm sure it changed y'all's life. That's why you're here. And so, what we want to see first is um, that the Bible is God's breathing out. So, let's all read Roman numeral one together, okay? Ready, set, go. The Bible is God's breathing out. God's breath. Let's read the title actually too. Okay, ready, set, go. The Bible, the book that changes lives. Okay. So the Bible is, is a book that reveals or conveys God's divine revelation. Okay. So if you have a pen, write this down. Write down divine Revelation, okay? The reason it's a divine revelation that the Bible reveals a divine revelation is because it reveals something of God. So, God is divine. He's the divine being. Um, but He's human too, so it's very interesting. He's human and divine. And then this word revelation. Let's Everybody put your hands up like this. Let's see everybody put their hands up. Spirit fingers. Okay, ready? And put them over your eyes like this. Ready? Take it off. Yay! That's revelation, okay? Literally, revelation means an unveiling. So it's something that you didn't previously see, but now you see it. So there's this famous song called Amazing Grace. And one of the lines says, uh, Amazing Grace, um, I once was blind. But now I see. I once was blind, but now I see. This is revelation. Actually, this person that wrote this experienced a revelation. And I would imagine that they experienced it because they were reading the Bible. So, uh, the Bible is God's divine revelation. It's not a, just an ordinary book. It's an extraordinary book. It can cause people to be changed forever. It's, it's incredible. So... However, the divine revelation, actually the main emphasis in the Bible once you read it, is that the, the element, the basic element of the Bible is not necessarily the divine revelation, 
but it's something called the divine breath. So what's conveyed in the Bible is actually, or what's transmitted, you could say, is the divine breath of God. It's incredible. So let's read, let's, with that, let's read 2 Timothy 3.16. Ready, set, go. All Scripture is God-breathed. One more time, one more time. All Scripture is God-breathed. Awesome. So it's God's very breath. Uh, actually, He created uh, man out of the dust of the ground, and He breathed into man, and man became a living soul. It's very interesting. And his words were breathed out. This, is, this whole book, I got one in my pocket right here. This is God's breath. It's quite interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little example here, an illustration. Can I get these three brothers that I've already talked to to come up here and help me with this? Uh, okay, so Danny is going to be God. Hey. Right. <laughs> uh, and then John's going to be breath okay so God you stand you stand right can everybody see God <laughs> he's invisible but uh, and then John you stand right by Danny hold it like this bro okay so God turn like this and then you, you breathe out <laughs> It's God's breathing out, right? Okay. Ready? Okay, breathe out again. Oh! It's the Bible. Here, hold this. Hold this. So God breathed out, and what came out is the Bible. This is God's breath. All scripture is God breathed. That's what it says. So, um, let's say, uh, let's say Joe here. This is just a random guy that we found online. Uh, let's say Joe here is having a bad day. Bad day. And, uh, but he comes to the Word. He's a Christian. He comes to the Bible. And, uh, come here. Oh my God. And you just, sounds weird. Greek. And he reads the Bible. And he reads, so he comes to the Bible, and he's in God's presence. He's not just with the Bible, but God's here. And his breathing is here. So it's breath and the Bible. So you see, now now Joe, Joe is happy. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So this is a simple illustration, but I think you get the point. God's breath is here, but actually he's here. God is here too. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not the Bible apart from God. Actually, God is here breathing. And Joe is here because he had a bad day. He comes to the Bible. You don't have to have a bad day to come to the Bible. But um, you have a lot of good days. But anyways, Joe gets God. Okay, thanks, bro. Okay. All right. Let's read John 6.63 together. Ready, set, Go. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words which I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. So I want you to circle the word spirit. Circle that word spirit. The second spirit, sorry. 
the lowercase spirit. Okay. So in Greek, that word literally means, if you look up the verse in the Greek, which is what the New Testament was written in originally, it's pneuma. <coughs> now, has anybody heard the word pneuma before? Pneuma? Pneumatics? It means air. It just means air. So the word which the Lord speaks are breath, air. Actually, his very being. Thus, it's spirit and life. And actually, the word, uh, the verse in the Greek, I thought this was interesting. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, the Greek um, sentence structure goes like this. The spirit it is, giving life. The flesh not profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, spirit are, and life they are. Yeah. Spirit are and life they are. And so, the Bible is God's breath. When we read the Bible, we come into the, thus we come into the presence of God when we read the Bible. Because the breath is not without the person. If you have breath, there has to be a person there. So let's, let's read Roman numeral 2 together. Ready, set, go. Because the Bible is God's breath, God's presence always accompanies it. Okay, so this is not merely a theory. Actually, it's been experienced by a number of people. And we're going to go through a couple of slides. Not yet. Uh, but we'll go through a couple of testimonies in which the Bible, after reading it, has changed people's lives. Radically, dynamically changed people's lives. And so, <clears throat> the reason why it changes people's lives is because when you come to it, there is the opportunity to receive a person who is God. So, it's not like coming to your textbook. It's not like coming to your favorite magazine, Popular Science. Uh, it's not like coming to any other article or literature. The Bible is very unique in that it's God-breathed. It's incredible. It's God-breathed. So, one's breath, I have here, let's read this statement. One's breath is always near one's face. <laughs> when we come into a person's breath, we come into that person's presence. And actually in Hebrew, in the Old Testament, uh, in the tabernacle, there was a table with bread on it, situated in an orderly way. And actually, it was, it was literally called, in Hebrew, uh, which is a very literal language, uh, it's called the bread of the presence. And so when you come to that table, the bread of the presence is there. And actually, that word presence means face. Write this down. Presence equals face. Presence, the presence of God, is the face of God. It's amazing. So just imagine... You come to the Bible in the morning. Actually, don't imagine because this is, this is a reality. You're looking into the face of God. We need to realize the Bible is actually God's very face. This is, it describes who God is. And moreover, it, it transmits his very being into us. That's the most incredible part about it. So... 
because the Bible leads us into God's presence, naturally, or uh, maybe naturally, normally, it changes us. When people meet God, time and time again, you can see in the Old Testament, Abraham is a good example. We've been reading through Romans. God appeared to Abraham. He told him to come out of Ur of Chaldea. And because he appeared to Abraham and Abraham believed into his word, he came out of Ur of Chaldea. And he had faith in God's word and he was able to come out of Ur of Chaldea. And so when God appears to us, we're changed. Actually, Ur of Chaldea was a land full of idolatry. It's incredible. I mean, I don't know about you. Before I had God, there were many things in my heart. There were so many things in my heart. But then God came, and it was through his word, really, uh, that I realized I need to get out of here. I need to get, really, with the people of God, with you all, and pursue Christ. It was spontaneous. It wasn't even like a, it wasn't a duty. It wasn't like a, you know. Anyways. So now... We want to read some of these testimonies. They're kind of long, but I'm going to need some help from you all just to read some of these. They're very touching. It's, it's crazy. So maybe first off, Dennis, can you, read, can you read this one? You don't have to stand up. You just read it loud, okay. proud, and full of faith. Okay. Ready? Go. After I went to college, I started to attend a worship service in a church, but I had, not joy, but I had no joy at all, as my heart was full of hatred. I even thought about suicide. Wow. Though I listened to sermons every week, I was very suspicious and doubtful about the messages. Okay. Uh, Brett, do you mind, do you mind sure. continuing, bro? One day, the pastor told me to read more of the Bible and also to pray more often. He said, God loves me, but I struggled a lot. How could a loving God allow me to experience such horrible things? But the pastor's genuine care and encouragement somehow touched me. Do you mind picking it up there? Cool. Uh, so I started to read the Chinese Contemporary Bible seriously after returning to my room. This is a Chinese person. Chinese speaking. Okay. As I read more of the Bible, I began to feel God's love from his word. I am not an orphan, and God is my father. Amen. Though I did not understand many things, I trusted in my Heavenly Father that he has this good plan for me. I started... Uh, I started to learn to forgive others and forgive myself. It was a long process. Sometimes bitterness still creeps in, and I had read and I read the Bible to battle with it and calling on God for help. Okay, do you mind, Kaylin? One day, as I read the Bible, I was suddenly filled by an unspeakable joy and experienced complete release. Now I can deeply feel God's love for me, and I started to learn to love everyone around me. I have been preparing myself for the Bible school training. I wanted to serve the Lord, praise the Lord, Amen. the power of his word renewed me and brought hope to me. Let's all say that last, those last two sentences strongly. Ready? Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. The power of his word renewed me and brought hope to me. Wow, it's incredible. Okay. Okay. Maybe we Get some of the girls. Chase, are you cool with reading? Okay. All right. My life of drinking of the spirit of the world, the flesh, and the devil now brought itself to its logical conclusion and natural direction. I had found the broad road 
that leaded to destruction and began walking in it fast and loose. Alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, rock music, and spiritualism now became my best friend. And with so-called friends like these, who needs enemies? I became absorbed in finding myself and was losing myself in the process. I drank in the spirits of intoxication both physically and spiritually, and my mind became a cesspool of confusion, depression, and apathy. You could read it. I came to a point in my life where I wanted desperately to die. If this life is all there is, and this world is all there is, why prolong the agony any longer, I thought to myself. This world looked to me like a rotten apple of lying, betrayal, murder, violence, and useless pain. The physical and spiritual drugs were taking effect, and I considered taking my life. I made plans and just waited for the right time. As the Bible rightly declares, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. testimonies of people who, after reading the Bible, something got imparted into them and 
change their life dynamically. And um, so the Bible is a treasure book. I like this word that this one person, the last person used. Uh, where is it? The Bible became to me a great treasure. So the Bible should be our treasure book. Treasure book. It's full of riches. Actually, uh, Paul says that there are unsearchable riches. Unsearchable riches of Christ. Whenever we get into the Bible, we realize we can't exhaust them. There's so many. There's so many riches. And... uh, the richest thing is actually the ability to breathe in this one who's in the Bible. So um, let's read together. You have it on your page. How about the guys read Job? The girls read the first Psalm. And then guys, Psalm. And then everyone together on Matthew 4 4. Ready, set, go. Guys. I have treasured words of his mouth more than my portion food. Girls, with all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. In my heart I have treasured your word that I might not sin against you. Guys. I will take delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. All right, everyone together. Buddy, you don't have it? Oh, from memory. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Does anybody have a Bible on them? Matthew 4 4. Jacob Dumas? All right, bro. Everybody's got a phone. I know they got a Bible app. Yeah. Yeah, we sang it. That's why I wanted to sing that song, because it has these verses on it. It's awesome. <coughs> so when you get it, Jacob, can you, can you read it out loud? <coughs> Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. Shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out through the mouth of God. That's sweet. Okay. Okay. Amen. I think I missed one thing. John 5. I'm just going to go back to this first. I'll read it to you. John 5, 39 through 40. <clears throat> you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is these that testify concerning me. Yet you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Realizing, so our realization, if you get one thing, I want you to get this. Our realization, coming to the Bible, it's testify, testifying concerning Christ. So thus, when we come to the Bible, we're coming to a person. This person is embodied in the Bible, and his breath is the words. We can breathe it in. We can breathe it in. It's so good. 